coastal part of Cape Town, South Africa. This is Ramcast, brought to you by Ram Productions, and I am your host, Ryan Mathers. How's it going, guys? Are you doing well? Are you cool? Are you kiff? Are you awesome? I hope so. I've got an awesome show for you guys today. I've got a very, very special guest, very, very special interview with um, Mr. Daniel Entercott, friend of the show. You've heard his voice on your a couple of times he does the uh, the best of the week segment, the little sing song for that. Um, speaking of sing song, he uh, sang a song at the end of one of the episodes, and uh, him and I sit down for uh, an interesting chat where we talk about his um, theatre background, how he got into acting, how he eventually became the chairman of the Mosque Theatre here in Musenberg. Growing up without a TV, how he found his love for Star Trek, all sorts of wonderful things. But that's coming up after this, which is a little segment I like to call the best of the week. Because I'm not going to use Daniel to say best of the week, because I got a whole interview with the motherfucker just now. So (laughs) I will say best of the week now. And this week's best of the week doubles as a special announcement, two special announcements actually for the channel and I'm very 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 excited to announce this um, because you would have noticed there was a little bit of a gap now at the beginning of the year, um, I didn't release some episodes for a couple of weeks, uh, there was lots of reasons for that, mainly work and what have you And but mainly because I was actually working on two big things behind the scenes for this channel and for Ram Productions as a whole because if you remember, uh, Ramcast, this podcast, falls under my production company, Ram Productions. And I'm very excited to announce that I will be bringing in a new show underneath Ram Productions. And it's going to be a full music radio show. Ramcast Radio. Uh, been working on all the licensing with that and, um, you know, kind of working the money side of it, what music I can use, what can you buy the rights of, you know, all of that stuff. And it's going through a application called Mixcloud and will be debuting on Friday, the 1st of March. And we're going to be doing a little bit of a dark electronic mix for you. And I'm extremely excited about it. And I cannot wait for you guys to hear this. The second big announcement for this week is that the Patreon for Ramcast is finally live. And uh, for $2 a month, you can go over there, support the channel. It would mean so much to me. And uh, you get access to the Ramcast Discord and a Patreon-exclusive episode of Ramcast just for you and also you get say in the topics for episodes going forward for this year and you also get priority when it comes to uh, AMA questions which happen once every month. So yeah two enormous announcements for this episode and for going ahead with Ramcast. One being the uh, Ramcast radio music station which is coming on Friday and the second being the Ramcast Patreon. So look out for those two. I'm very excited about them. Now coming up, we have Mr. Daniel Enticott. 
and uh, a little discussion that him and I had at the Toad on the Road here in Lakeside. And like I said earlier, we uh, cover many interesting topics. I do just have to make one little uh, note for uh, this interview before you hear it. Obviously, it was recorded in the wild of a bar. So you are going to hear people talking in the background and glasses clinking and that type of thing. But also what happens is the night that we recorded this, it was particularly windy in Lakeside. And thank God the wind didn't hit the mic um, of the recorder. But so the audio is fine in that. But what it did do is it hit the umbrella that we were standing next to. And so it makes the sound that sounds almost like a cowbell. <laughs> so, you know, when listening to this, you're going to hear this little, gong, gong, you know, kind of in the background. And uh, so, yeah, you can pretend that we're in a Blue Oyster Cult song or... Um, a Will Ferrell SNL sketch. It's up to you. But anyway, here we go. Here's my interview with Daniel Enticott. We're delighted to be joined here on Ramcast with the man a very, well, a very special, very special guest, Mr. Joe Pubic himself. Joe Pubic is busy watching Ramcast himself hold a pole. I'm trying, brother. I'm it's trying. Not, it's not even my pole. And I'm grasping this thing in the wind like a son of a bitch. I know, I must say, your your grip is fairly fantastic. It's a toy. It's a toy. It's a toy grip. Yeah, yeah. Makes me wonder. So I'm here with Daniel Intercott. How are you doing, sir? I'm very well. So while we're here, is we've been threatening this interview for... Since I started this podcast, I think. Well, I threatened you first, and then you retaliated and threatened me several times after that. Yeah, yeah. And then I ran away scared. Yeah, yeah, you did, you did. But you did some vox pox and shit for me and like that kind of thing and... And, you know, you know yeah, yeah. taunted you on social media. Yes, that as well. Created yeah, yeah, yeah. the Joe Public persona. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that was a good time. That was a good time. Was cool, 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 cool. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, everybody loves Joe Pubic. <laughs> I don't re- know. I wouldn't go that far. It's the only reason why you got a podcast, man. Hey, hey, hey. Anyway. So get back to the brass tacks of this interview, because that's what it actually is, you know, is uh, I brought you on here because you're a fascinating human being, my brother. You're a multifaceted guy. So we've got to start at the origin of how did you and I meet? Where does our friendship begin? Well, uh... Yeah, uh, Berkeley High School. Why are you shoving a tissue into a... Into a hole. A, cre- a crevice. I, I feel like uh, we should be photographing this. Yeah, I yeah. can actually go up. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll take the photograph, don't worry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I know, I know you're busy with something else right now. No, 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 it's absolutely fine. Anyway, so as we are doing this, we're trying to correct a pole by a, uh, a table. And it's going places. We're doing it. There we go. Uh, it's steady. So obviously you're going to hear all fire and shit and whatever in the background and whatever. And maybe a clink over the pole and people talking. Because we are actually at the toad in the road. Jesus, I almost cut my finger off. Yeah, don't do that. No, I already got a splinter in mine. No, no. I was nowhere near actually cutting my finger off. I'm yeah. But pretty good we, with the use of a knife. But we digress. So, we met at Berkeley High School because obviously we went, both went to Berkeley High School. Yeah, I'm, I met you through Bretton Stewart, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm. Because you were at Sweet Valley. Yes, I was. 
I was. I was one of those kids. And you were a what? I was Good a smart boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And uh, arrived at Bergfleet, uh, met Brett Stewart. I knew Kevin Volmerant through <laughs> Kirsnoff. Yes. And he, he knew, I think, Stewart through sailing. Okay. And then, you know, kind of realized who's who in the zoo. Yeah, yeah. And, like, I don't know, we all started spending time with each other. Top band, top band, top band. And, but you and I never really had a friendship. No, we didn't. We like we were like ships in the night. Like we, we knew each other, but like yeah, yeah, yeah. And what was funniest for me was that uh, every time we went to a jaw and all the rest, we'd always end up talking shit and mm-hmm. catching up, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we would always say to each other, "Hey, very Keptonian of us, actually." Yeah, yeah. You know, we we should catch up. We should uh, connect and talk connect about shit. And, and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. we we only ever did that. Uh, Fuck me. Ten years after high school? Yeah. I think it was the beginning of Bad Motherfuckers. Yes. Which you can explain, because, I mean, you are the architect of that. Well, I wouldn't say architect. Architect's a very strong term, and also, I don't like architects, because, <laughs> as you know, being in the construction industry. I'm not going to talk shop. <laughs> exactly. But uh, architects have a vision, which is unachievable, and they never take into account the achievable. That's pretty much an architect's job description. Uh, Design the unachievable, and then the practical people achieve it, and the architect takes all the fucking credit. You know, this is a podcast about movies and not architecture and and building. Uh, I I realize that. So (laughs) there was was a movie. Wasn't there a... It was a Luke Wilson movie, wasn't it? Where he was a struggling architect, and he was chasing um, one of those blonde Hollywood bimbos that only lasted for about six years. I think it was a rom-com. The only one that springs to mind in terms of like architecture and stuff like that is Life is a House with Kevin Klein and Hayden Christensen, bro. No, no. I'm, I'm thinking about, uh, you know, one of these fly-by-night rom-coms and, you know, I've, I've been married for over 10 years, so mm. I've watched my fair share of rom-coms. Yeah, I know, 100%. So, bad motherfuckers. Cheers. Cheers. To bad motherfuckers. Tell about the genesis of that. Ah, oh, man. That's very South African. I really like it. Genesis Bad Motherfuckers, how did that work? So, I invited one person out for a drink, and then the second person got invited by the one person, and then the third person got invited by the second person, and then this eventually... Is, this is pre-war, eh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, no, definitely pre-war. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was when we didn't have to wear masks, masks and, and you know, you could have unprotected sex, and STDs were not a thing. Yeah, you could still put a finger in somebody's ass. Yeah. It was nice. It was a good time. He says that while trying to put two in mind. <laughs> and that, dear listener, is an example of a narration technique commonly used in film. Sorry, you wanted me to keep it relevant to film, right? No, please, please. Thank you very much. I'm, I'm glad I could oblige. <laughs> no, it was... Uh, oh, oh, thank, thank you, you darling. darling. <laughs> Cheers. Nice Kung pai. Kung pai. For those of you listening in at home, yes. we've just done a shot of potency. Now, potency, commonly... Potency! <laughs> well, you know, Barbara, <laughs> every woman Sometimes deserves... you need a, a little bit of potency, you know. Well, just want to slap, Barbara. <laughs> yeah, but always with an open hand, Barbara. <laughs> I feel like that might have been a voice pop. No, 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 that's there. We can, we can clip it I out later. Always with a devotion hand. Yeah, yeah. Just an open hand bar. Just an open hand bar. No, never a closed fish bar. It'll do some damage. So bad motherfuckers. So yeah, yeah, yeah. We got brought into oh, bad yes. motherfuckers. Going back onto topic. 
Yeah, yeah. What is your recording spaniel? It just goes, bro. It goes. It can be two hours, it can be whatever. Wow, so it just rolls on, rolls on, rolls on? Yeah. Right, so... Bad that motherfuckers. Bad motherfuckers. Yo, let's talk about bad motherfuckers. So... It's all based on the wallet. No, no, it was never based on the wallet. Remember, the group wasn't originally called Bad Motherfuckers. It's a group of friends, a group of guys who came yeah, 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 through yeah. 10 years of school yeah, and yeah. then actually left it for about, what, 10 years, 5 yeah, years? Yeah, no, it's true. Yeah, yeah. Then they came together again and realised that actually, hey, they've got all this shit in common and they became a close group of friends. Yeah, yeah. And I remember you the, inviting me out and it was like, okay, you haven't seen this person in a while, you haven't seen this person and... Let's reconnect and see how everybody is. You remember what the group was originally called? It was originally called The Great Catch-Up. Was it? Yeah. It was was the Barry's fucking... No, (laughs) no, no. no. We'll get on to Barry's big dick later. (laughs) But you know what happened? We all came out for a piss-up, funnily enough, at the Toad and Lakeside. One of uh, Ramcast's favourite watering holes. Yes. Wait, I might have my 100th broadcast here live. There we go. So we all came out for a piss-up, and then the next morning I went, you know what, that was really good. I created a WhatsApp group with the five other guys that were there, because Bad Motherfuckers was originally six guys. So I created that group, and we decided, no, cool, we're going to keep it going, da 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 Originally it was called The Great Catch-Up, and then I think it became... Uh, it went through several iterations yeah, 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 of names. Yeah, 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 no, it did, it did. And yeah. eventually somebody found a photo of Barry. Yes. And, and if you don't know who Barry is... Um, just Google Big Dick <laughs> Black Barry. Barry. Barry's an institution. I mean, the man is hung. Yeah, yeah. The, the man... He scares me. He's, he's, unfortunately, he passed away. Old Barry. Well, I mean, the amount of blood that ran out of his brain every time he got a hard on... It's, it's no quite a thing. Wonder. It's quite a thing. But Barry, to this day, is our group profile pic. Yeah, and uh, for a long period, it was called Barry's Bending Bitches. Yes. And then, uh, funnily enough, on Wish.com, I found the uh, the Pulp Fiction wallets. Yes. Bad motherfucker. Yes. And I went, you know what? We're all bad motherfuckers, and this is a real key piece. So I bought half a dozen bad motherfucker wallets, brought them into the country, changed the group name, and went, here you go, guys. Bad motherfuckers. And it's lasted ever since. Bad motherfuckers. I think we're on the third or fourth iteration. Iteration, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now I'm sending out invoices because that that shit gets expensive. With no, the this is exchange true. Rate. This is true. This is true. It's very expensive. So, why are you here, Daniel? Is obviously because you are very essential to the podcast because of your vox pops and you know you did the the the, the song the, for the one episode and all I of did. that. Yes, yes, I did. Yes, yes. which uh, was you... straight out of your ass. <laughs> You, you caught me at a weak moment. Yeah, yeah. I, I must preface that uh, I wrote every single word of that song. 100%. <laughs> in, in five minutes. Yes. Because you said, give me a song. So I wrote it. And did a test run. And I then didn't did use any AI input whatsoever. Whatsoever. None. None. Nothing. I want that to be known. Yeah, on the record. On the record. Yeah. There was absolutely <laughs> zero yes. AI input in the um, making of this song. But... Like I keep trying to, you know, pull it back to, is like you're a multifaceted guy. I mean, you have. Uh, a Tell me about of one of my own. facets, right? Yeah. Tell me about one of my facets. Yeah. Well, you. Because you're pretty multifaceted. I 
am. I'm, I've got my vibes. I mean, but you're in construction daytime, and then at nighttime you're podcasting and yeah. playing Star Wars yeah. and building Lego. Yes, yes. I mean, you also go places. I try. So I'm not the only one who's multifaceted. This is true. But you've got a successful building company or a, a manufacturing firm. Manufacturing firm. Steel uh, manufacturing firm. Steel fabrication is the term I prefer. We focus primarily on high-end domestic steel work, you know, really expensive. Yeah, listen, we're not doing free advertising yet. Why are we not doing free advertising, Ryan? What do I get out of this? No, 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 no. You get my company. But anyway, so you've got that going on Well, at least there's not two girls here. Well, we're working on it. But You better be. Yeah, I got told they were groupies. If I take this interview, I get groupies. That's what I got told. That's a different level of the podcast. That's the Patreon, which we'll talk about later. I, I look forward to yeah, hearing yeah. about yeah, yeah, yeah. how I get groupies. Yes. Um, you also run a very successful theatre company. I'm a volunteer chairman for a theatre in Cape Town, which is a volunteer theatre. It's a community-based organisation. We have one or two key paid staff members, but the rest of it is completely volunteer. Everything we put on stage, everything we do is completely volunteer. And we do it for the love of it, Ryan. Yeah. We do it for the love of just being on stage. And uh, However, yes, yeah, yeah. I may or may not have made the mistake a few years ago of saying to the then chairman, hey, why don't you do it this way? I think it could be done better. And they turned around and said, well, why don't you can do it? Yeah, yeah. And I said, well, shift aside and I will. And they promptly did that. So for the last six years, yes, I've been running a volunteer organization and it it's And you've been hap- doing a bang up fucking jogger. Well you know what, we yeah. we came through COVID. Yeah. We are year on year much more profitable. Yeah. And you know what? I love it. I yeah. love it. I know it's your passion, I know it's your vibe, yeah. It's that's why job. I wanted to talk to you about it and that's why I wanted to bring you on and do the whole thing and whatever and um so can you talk about your you have spoken a little bit about your journey with that now like but like where did your love of theater begin acting all that kind of stuff standard two Kirstner primary school miss fisher's class she wrote a play yeah back in fuck me must be 1992 to mom with love Chantilly lace with a pretty face, ponytail hanging down, wiggling a walk, giggling a talk, makes the world go round and round, ain't nothing like a girl with a blue-eyed smile and all of that. Dear listener, he's looking me dead in the eyes while he's singing this. Man, it was my first introduction to stage, and anybody who knows Kirsten Primary knows that uh, there's a full stage. There's, you know, the wings are two meters and there's no backstage. But it, it's not just a school hall, it's a performance stage, the same as Burford High actually. Yeah, yeah. Which is uh, where I subsequently continued yeah, my schooling. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nothing like Redham House. Redham House built a fucking gymnasium. You can't stage a puss thing on the stage of Redham House. Yet, you are going to pay 40 to 50 grand a month in fucking school fees, but you can't stage a fucking puss thing. Drama department gets fucked up. Do you know what the drama department at Redham House does? They go out and they hire another theatre. Seriously? My, my matric final, we did Hamlet. I played Laertes. Yeah. I get to kill Hamlet. It's great fun. We hired the Baxter. The Baxter Theatre. Not, yeah. the, not the main 
yeah, the main yeah, yeah, the main stage. Jaw, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not the main one, the secondary one. Yeah, yeah. The one that housed, I don't know, three, four hundred people. But we hired that because you can't do it at the school. And that's what happens. You know, you go to a private school, you hire a fucking thing. We didn't have to pay anything for it. Yeah. Well, at least well yeah, 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 as far yeah. as I know, my folks didn't have yeah, to. Yeah, yeah. They had to pay for every fucking outing. Yeah. But I mean, it's capitalism. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So how do you how do you get into uh, the mask now? What's what? Where's the journey there now? Journey is just uh, come and tell us you want to be involved in theatre. We'll yeah. find a place for you. That's were you, were you doing any sort of acting at any other fucking theatres or anything like post school, anything like that? No. Uh, so Ryan, what happened is that a very early age, I learned some magic through a beautiful couple called uh, Jill and Tony Fletcher. Yeah. yeah. And I did a play with Jill and Tony Fletcher. They used to have a spot called the Old Barn, where the now Stonehaven development is. Okay, yeah. There used to be an old barn there. Okay. So, The Adventures of Luke and Mr. Movumbi. I did that there. And then Jill and Tony put me forward to some of the Amjan societies that they knew were involved in the mask. Mm-hmm. They picked me up and they said, hey, come and be part of Twelfth Night. This is back in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. My folks said, yeah, cool, fucking whatever, as long as you can get a lift there and back, yeah. which I duly did. Yeah. And uh, that was me on stage, first nice. time. Nice. 170 people every night, and I was blowing my mind. And you enjoyed it. That was your, that was I your said, poison. Yeah. You know what? My poison is live audience reacting to what I'm doing live. Fantastic. And that's Fantastic. the beauty of live theater. Went on, did several more, Yeah. and continued it through school. Finished school, got involved in business, decided, hey, I need to make money. Didn't yeah. do it for, oh, it was about a 10 year hiatus. Yeah. And uh, I decided to just randomly go for an audition. Yeah, I yeah. walked into an audition and half the panel knew me, remembered me. Yeah. And suddenly I ended up with a supporting role. Suddenly I ended up playing Alastair Spanlow in uh, Move Over Mrs. Barkham. Hello. And then that was me. I was done. Yeah. And since then, haven't left the theatre. Yeah, yeah. Run the productions, built the sets, yeah. run the bar. I've just been involved. So in terms of your time at the mosque now, what is the, the productions and the stuff that you've been most proud of? Like the, the things that you put out that's like your your shining light. Yeah. So Ryan, I think probably one of my biggest shining lights is gonna have to be the producers. Yeah. We premiered the producers on stage in this country for the first time in Amdram on the Mask Theatre stage. Yeah. For me, that that was incredible. I had the best director, Neil yeah. Leachman. Okay. I had a fantastic backstage team. I had the most awesome cast. Set design by Stefan Faree. Mm-hmm. We made it work. He came to the party, I came to the party, everybody came to the party technical aspects it was brilliant yeah. it mean, just it, went seamlessly it was like so yeah, yeah. Ryan there's a big difference between Amdram yeah. which is the you know the short version of amateur dramatics which yeah. is ultimately what we do we like to call it community theatre okay. but ultimately it's Amdram okay. you know it's a, it's a bunch of fucking people giving their time for free yeah. on stage having a laugh running off a script that's ultimately what it is and you know what we staged a full Broadway show 
on a eight by seven meter stage and we sold it the fuck out. Fucking fantastic, dude. It was so successful. Yeah. But six months later, they had realized how to stage it. Mm -hmm. So they put it on a theater on the back. Oh, really? I wasn't there the night that it happened. Okay. It was between you and me. Yeah, yeah. Could you join an Allen committee? They came in and they checked it out. Yeah. Turin saw how we staged it. He left at half time. Yeah, Alan yeah. Kamiti started started his professional career at the Mass Theatre. He he's got a love for the Mass Theatre. Yeah. There's a poster up on the wall at the Mass Theatre. Yeah. Circa '99-2000. Alan Kamiti doing a show at the Mass. He stayed there for the love. He stayed there because he's now a very famous actor. Yes. Yeah. He was a big draw card and everybody wanted to talk to him. He made the point of staying in the foyer afterwards. He was congratulating the actors and he was appreciating the audience. Yeah. He went the extra mile. Six months later, producers on stage. Jesus, man. What sat with me? Mm -hmm. Why hadn't it been done before? Yeah. But you showed the way. You kind of did like, you know, how to get it like, you know, absolute grassroots push it out and I tell you it was a it was a battle yeah yeah no, it I was, can imagine I can oh, imagine yeah, yeah. no it was two months hard graft yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> a lot of set building a lot of moving parts a lot of working it up yeah yeah but you know what we matter with yeah now your your love of theatre obviously dials into love of film as well because it's like it's natural it's a you know you can't do one without the other exactly exactly um, so where would you feel that your love of like cinema is a weird fucking wanky term and whatever but like movies and shit like that and stuff from your childhood and whatever like you know where where does that sit with you so Ryan it's a bit of an awkward question because I didn't have a TV in my house <laughs> until oh god wasn't 95 when did I make what was the World Cup following 95? It would have been 99. Yeah. It was 2003. The 99 World Cup yeah. was the first time in my my memorable ability mm. that we actually had a television. And, uh, you know, my father worked offshore. Yeah. So he buggered off offshore. And my mother and I hired a television for the 99 World Cup. Oh, fucking hell. Jesus. It was the first time we'd ever have a television in, in the house since we'd left the UK in 86, 87. And this is a big old CRT fucking bad boy. Like. Oh, no. <laughs> we went to town. Okay. We went to town. We went across to old Joshua Dorf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the old Blue Room Mall. Oh, yes. And you remember Joshua Dorf was part of Hyper Armor at that stage? Oh, this reminds me we was talking about something else that is very connected with us, but with Blue Root, but so we'll get to it. But it could yes, have been Joshua yeah. Dool, could have been Hyper yeah. Armour, it was yeah. one of the two, it was one of the big things. We bought a 72-inch uh, LG oh, CRT oh my built Lord. in DVD and VCR player. Oh my God in heaven. Yep. And we bought that one because we had so many VCRs that we'd collected of, you know, 
my standified barn dance and yeah, VCRs yeah. Yeah, that yeah, yeah. I then subsequently was able to record. Yeah, yeah. And also, I was then working in a video store. Yes. So I could come home, well, actually I didn't start working in the video store until we bought the television because yeah. there was no reason to. Exactly. What the fuck are you going to play them on? Exactly. <laughs> so my love of movies came from working in the movie yeah. industry, but yeah. in the in the rental, the rental side. Yeah, of it. yeah, yeah. And I had a, I had a really good mate growing up. Okay. 18 year old. Yeah. And... He introduced me back in the old days of VHS and we used to watch the movies and yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched all the proper 80s, 90s, proper action movies. Oh, you went, you went straight down the middle, yeah, yeah, No, no, yeah, we, yeah. we did it properly. And that was, I don't know, in my, my young teen years. Yeah. But there was no television at home, so I read a lot, which is why my, well, according to external influences, yeah, yeah. Apparently, my vocabulary you is somewhat... You are well-read. Well, I'm, I'm somewhat verbose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, to get back onto that, like... So, you were a video store working kid. I was a video store working kid. Dude, I was working in a video store when 9-11 happened. Fuck, tell that story. Yeah. Guy, I was working in a video store when 9-11 happened. 2001, I was underage. Yeah, you're 16 years old or something stupid like that. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Because yeah. we're the same age. Yeah. And I wandered down. This was uh, the old video rights in the old yeah. Pick and Pay Center uh-huh. before they redeveloped. Uh-huh. And as of every afternoon, I used to wander into the store. I used to take the late shift and we used to close at like 6, 7 o'clock, whatever. Yeah. And I wandered in one afternoon. Must have been about 3 o'clock. Yeah. And the owner and about two clients were standing there watching a very grainy live television broadcast from CNN or wherever or... of these planes just crashing yeah, 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 yeah. and I walked in oblivious yeah, yeah. and like all three of them are staring at the television something I've never seen before yeah, yeah. I was like hey guys what's going on like there were planes flying into buildings <laughs> Fucking hell. Dude. And I was like what are you talking about no, in America, there's a terrorist attack. Yeah, yeah. And they gave it to me straight. Yeah, in America, yeah. terrorist attack, planes are flying into buildings. And then the whole thing came to a standstill. Yeah, yeah. People came in to rent videos, watch what was happening, turn around and walk the fuck up. We did no trade that day. Dude, I still remember I was, I went home after school and I was watching the Parliament Channel. Fuck knows why. And they cut the Parliament Channel because they were like, listen... The fucking planes just hit the trade, uh, the World Trade Center. Do you, talking of instances in your life yeah, that you remember, yeah. do you remember Princess Di dying? I do, I do. Where were you when she died? I just remember I was in my house and somebody told me, like, she was in this tunnel and fucking something went wrong. And, and that, that yeah, was how it worked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I was sleeping over at her mate's place in Takai, Gareth Lewis. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I'd spent the, the night sleeping over, and the next morning, the parents were running around frantically. Princess Dyer's died. And it was the... It was a big thing yeah. in everybody's lives. Yeah. And I... I didn't know who she was. I really? didn't have a... No! I, fuck, I was... I don't know. Knee high to a duck. <laughs> I wouldn't say knee high to a duck. Maybe knee high to a rhino. Hey! Well, you know. Yeah. But, you know, the night before, 
I'd fallen asleep on the couch and I got a vivid memory of his mother just carrying me through to a bed. Yeah, yeah. That's my vividest memory. And then the next morning, they're running around in tears going, yeah, Princess yeah, yeah. Di's died. I'm going, who's Princess Di? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because when you're at that age... Yeah, yeah. Music not picture. Uh, it's crazy, dude. It's crazy, bro. I got a four-year-old son. Yeah. He's just been through one of the biggest monarchical transitions yeah. that the UK has ever yeah. seen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is he going to give a shit? Is he going to care? Yeah. Not a sausage. Yeah, it affects yeah. his life nothing. Yeah, yeah. But it's also, it's like, it's double-barreled now because, you know, although Charles has got cancer now, so you don't know what's going to happen there as well. Yeah, but the funny thing was... I eventually got fetched and went home or they dropped me at home I forget exactly how it rolled up because yeah. the mother was very distraught yeah but now what is movies from your now that you've got television now or you're working at a video store you are discovering stuff now what's the earliest James Bond you remember the earliest Bond for me Dr. No it is the earliest it is the it's the first um but the earliest Bond for me is one of the Roger Moores. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, you got fucked. That's what I remember watching. I didn't no. discover Connery until later. No, no, no. no. I, I've always been a firm believer that if you're going to watch something, watch it from the beginning. Yeah, yeah. The way that it was meant to be done. Okay. And I know that there are other schools of thought, you know, you can watch Star Wars backwards and you can watch the prequels. The... Oh, we are, I'm not getting into Star Wars with you. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, yeah. But there are also ways to read Harry Potter. I mean, there's shit coming out now with the books. Yeah, yeah, nice That is you. all prequel. But this does beg the question, because I know you are a savant at this. So well, I'm going to bring it up. Savant is a very strong term. With the Star Trek. So... Where did that begin? And there were people who were potentially going to be listening to this yeah, that yeah, yeah, yeah. are not going to like the answer. Oh, dear. First ever Star Trek yeah. that I was introduced to. Yes. The first ever yes. Star Trek. Yes. That I, yes, the idiot savant, yes, of Star Trek, yes, was introduced to, yes, was, and have you got a drum roll uh, thing that you can throw in here? Voyager. Really? Wow, you started late, eh? I didn't have a television. Okay, all right, okay. I had a, I had a mate, yeah, lived yeah. on the same road as me, yeah, yeah. growing up. Best mates in junior school. Yeah. Used to go around to his house. He had a television. And we used to watch Star Trek. Voyager. But it was Voyager because it was coming live on SABC3, oh I think, Lord. at that stage. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah, okay. So it was a, I think it was a Thursday night set time period. Yeah. I think it was like six till seven or something like that mm -hmm. was Voyager. So I tootled down the road. Yeah, yeah. We'd watch Voyager. Then we go out and into the garden and we would yeah. play Star Trek games. Yeah, yeah. And it fascinated me. And I went home and I told my parents, hey, okay. I've discovered the Star Trek thing. And they were like, you don't know nothing yet. Okay. But they didn't have the... DVDs and... No, they, and there was nothing. Yeah, yeah, there was nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, you know, like my mother would tell me, oh, you're Captain Kirk and yeah, this, yeah. that and the other. And yeah, I'd yeah. be like, 
to the fuck is Who the fuck is that? Who's William Shatner? So the second I was able to actually find that content and start watching it, man! You devoured it. I devoured it. It changed my entire dynamic. I... First time I watched TNG, the original. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. Oh, great hot. (laughs) You know... It's not everybody who fucks a medical officer. Gave <laughs> <laughs> me scope for but, the rest but, of my but life. But would you say that TNG is like your favorite Star Trek? Like, is uh, that your shit? TNG or was it? the best introduction. The The original okay. was slightly out of my paradigm. Okay. But I... Remember, Ryan, I'm an old soul. Yeah. So... Original Shatner. Yeah. I'm not lying. It works for me. Rathcon, motherfucker. Rathcon. I don't mind if you've got to go to San Francisco Bay (laughs) and look for some fucking whales. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. As long as as long as you're doing it in a bird of prey. You know that is still my favorite film of the fucking of the year originals, bro. There's some there's a beauty and an innocence about that film that is just it's it works. So, yeah. And I then developed a complete love for it, and I devoured everything. everything. The, the second I got the a law, television, the everything you went into. Yeah. The second I got a television that was capable of DVD and VHR, yeah, yeah. Uh, VHS. Yeah. I went to fucking town. Every night was movie night because I worked in a video store, so I didn't have to pay for the rentals. Yeah. I would come home every night was movie night. I catched up on a quarter <laughs> on. 20 years of movie law in six months. Jesus fucking wept, bro. Every night, different movie. Fantastic. Well, it was a transitional home. Yeah. So, kept us occupied. To quote the Scorsese, it is what it is. Well, actually, I'm going to paraphrase your Scorsese and go, <laughs> it was what it was. <laughs> and yeah, that's how... Cool, man. I didn't know. You know what the first television series I was yeah. ever introduced to? Yeah. I got introduced to old British comedy mm-hmm. via cassette tape audio recordings. Oh my god, son. Faulty Towers and Hello, Hello. Cassettes, like just, just just audio, yeah, yeah. My folks had the cassettes. I would listen to it and I would mentally yeah, yeah, imagine just, what it looked like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I saw it on film, yeah, I was yeah. like, "My this God, is nothing like what I thought it looked yeah, like." Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it was great. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Basil Forty, ah, do the silly walk. Yeah, yeah. But when you're doing it in your imagination, yeah, you've got a whole nother, you know, especially Hello, Hello, that that must look completely fucking different. Yeah, well, I mean. Edith with the big boobs are <laughs> modeled on the on the, the the thing of the Madonna. I will say this only once. <laughs> I have never looked at champagne. The first time I saw a champagne glass, because obviously I I was listening to that shit. Yeah, yeah. Before I started drinking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not that I drink a lot now. No, no, clearly not. I, I drink a <laughs> I drink a healthy amount. Yes, no, hundred percent. Neither here nor neither yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. I never thought a champagne flute existed. I always really? thought they were modelled on tits. <laughs> <laughs> so the first ever time 
Right, here's a, here's a fucking story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm in a hotel in Cape Town. Yes. It's somebody's, I don't know, 18th birthday. Yes, yeah. 19th birthday. I'm not a champagne drinker. Mm-hmm. I'm a, you know me. Yeah, I do yeah. I do scotch, I do beer. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 100%, yeah, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not a bubble wine Yeah, you're not drinker. that guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. Yeah. So the first time I ever order a glass of champagne. Yes. They bring it to me in a flute. I look at the flute and I go, where is the fallen Madonna's booty? <laughs> the fallen Madonna's booty. Where is it? <laughs> God damn, did I get looked at school. Oh, Jesus, bro. I eventually came to realize that a margarita glass is a lot closer to a tit than a fucking champagne flute. Oh, Jesus Christ. Okay, well, Actually, he didn't have that much to do with it. Yeah, I know, I know. Buddy Jesus, though. Buddy Christ? Buddy Christ, sorry. Yeah, Best yeah. movie ever made. You and me do have a big love of Kevin Smith, man. Kevin Smith makes the world go around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I won't lie. There's nothing wrong with Ben Affleck and Medina. <laughs> Come on, somebody's He was try. the bomb in Phantoms, yo. Oh. <laughs> you know what? I thought he was really good in that movie that he didn't feature in. I thought he was fantastic. Oh, <laughs> uh, Jesus. Anyway, we gotta we gotta end off this this interview now. Um, it's 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 been interesting, it's been enlightening. Very well. It's it's been a vibe. It's been a vibe. It's been a vibe. I'm surprised um, you wanna end it off. Yeah man. Well, you, you know, know you also have editing control. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean we could talk for three hours and you can make it turn into forty minutes. <laughs> this, It'll be the most this, entertaining. This, this we've might ever be a had. ten minute interview. <laughs> I'm thinking five. Yeah. Fuck, fuck, fuckity, fuck, 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 oh, I'm fuck, not, no, fuckity, no, no, no. fuck, fuck, fuck. Surely shows the diversity of the word. What movie does that come from, motherfucker? Anything but Burning Mac, because the meaning of the word, motherfucker. The word, oh, motherfucker. Oh, God. Beendock Saints, bro. Come on, man. Anyway, brother, I love you to death. Dude, Burning Mac. Wasn't he Burning Mac fan, man? Man! Bernie, Bernie Mac stand-up was fantastic. Oh, we're going to go stand-up now. I was about to end this, but we'll go a stand-up routine, okay? All right. Bernie Mac, the meaning of the word motherfucker. Okay. And then you got Robin Williams walking down stage oh, yeah, with yeah, these yeah. big balls on the hot <laughs> fucking Hollywood ball. Do you remember when Monty Python did it live oh, at the Hollywood God. fucking oh, yeah, ball? No, no, that was amazing. That was amazing. But dude. it's fine. You want to cut this shit short? No, we have to. We've got no, to keep fine. a we're little done. time limit. We've got to keep a time fine, limit. Fuck you, we're done. Yeah, yeah. Anything you would like I'll to send say? I'll send you anything, my invoice. Anything you would like to play? Yeah, I'll send you my invoice. You better fucking pay it. I'm not paying him. <laughs> <laughs> fuck you, you are going to pay me. Daniel, I love you. Peace. I love you too, Ryan. Bye. <laughs> and there we go. That was uh, Daniel Entercott, a.k.a. Joe Pubic. And that brings us to the end of uh, this episode of Ramcast. I thank you so much for being here. Uh, if you would like to support the channel, please look up Ramcast on Patreon. It's patreon.com forward slash RamcastZA if you want to find the link. Please also find us on all the social networks at RamcastZA. That's uh, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, X, whatever it's called these days. I think we're still there on TikTok as well, although... You know, we don't talk about that. But yeah, I hope 
all of you have a fantastic week ahead. We've got a very interesting episode coming up next week where we will be discussing uh, The Bad Batch Season 3 in Star Wars and also some Battlefront news when it comes to some classic gaming. Before I go, though, I'm going to leave you with this little dad joke for all the dads out there. What's the best way to catch a fly fishing tournament? A live stream. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.